Oye, eloeleros, I party. Tragos party, that is. The Tragos party games are here and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, were designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, these games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game Also, look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing Aralis of the Tragos family. I party! Yo te lo dije. Yo, 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 yo. Hi! Uh, Post-Thanksgiving, yo. Yeah, I don't have that much energy. I still got that turkey up in me, and it's making me a little tired. Uh, but I'm going to think about energy, good energy, cranberry sauce. Happy post-Thanksgiving, y'all. Gobble, gobble, pavo, pavo. It was so banging. I hope everybody also had a wonderful Thanksgiving, being around family, familia. It's all about the familial ties, people. I hope a lot of oral traditions were passed down around the Thanksgiving table. For me, it was the regular when Rachel was conceived on this day, Schmurger Schmurgers years ago. Um, yes, I was conceived on Thanksgiving, and I hear the story every year around the Thanksgiving table. Even when strangers come to Thanksgiving, like a new someone, you know, a significant other, it's been told. I'm not going to repeat it here, but uh, it's nice to have been conceived on Thanksgiving. A lot of juicy things happen on Thanksgiving. Uh, that gravy, baby. Woo! Okay, uh, there's a lot of show, a lot of show today. First, I want to just give thanks to my friends over at Spotify, okay? Thank you, Spotify, so much for being you, first of all, and for also inviting me to be part of this podcaster's gathering, which took place in Soho. It was so cool to be in Soho. I love being in Soho. Um, It's just very chic. So, yeah, being in Soho to be part of this podcaster's gathering where our insights were collected. And I love giving out my insights. I really do. There's a lot inside of here, okay? And I love sharing it. Doing this for seven years, I've learned a lot about this space, about how to talk on the mic and, like, you know, what, what works here at Latinos Out Loud. And I also am very thankful, which will probably be the theme of the episode, to the Eloeleros. The Eloeleros continue to also hit me up and share feedback, which helps me sort of pave the way here. You know, we really listen to you guys. So keep sliding in the DM and all of that. Keep hitting me up at Rachel La Loca, at We Are Latinos Out Loud. So thank you, Spotify. It was nice to be one of eight podcasters in the room. And we all represented so many different genres, you guys. Like skateboarding podcasts, travel and leisure podcasts, like news and politics. And then there was like Latinx representation. It was great. It was great to be in that room. I'm really excited to see what unfolds with that Spotify study. And um, it's also nice to hear and to share that Spotify is interested in pleasing us creators. So thank you, Spotify, for listening to the creators. Now, speaking of creators, I have an amazing one here today on the show. Okay? She's a sister. She is really family to me. She's very special to me. She has such a special place in my heart for so many reasons, which you've heard me talk about her on the show before. Um, and she's been on the show before. And she is an actor. She's a writer. She's a producer. She's a stand-up comedian. And she's really making the world legendary. Please put your hands together one time for Glory Mora in the building. Woo! Everybody okay? clap. Everybody clap. Thank you. Clap. You stand they, up, uh huh. Stand up and clap. Standing up, those woman. Those claps are very like, oh, she's a Gemini. <laughs> oh, this is like Peter Pan. Clap at home, kids. Please clap. Ne never, never land. Clap. We need you to clap, everyone. You That's, watch Peter Pan, right? Classic. No, okay. yeah, they they're they're there in spirit. I feel it. You are my Tinkerbell. You Am are I? the Tinkerbell of comedy. Wait, what does Tinkerbell mean? Before Just, you sprinkle all your comedy fairy dust across the land of the United States. You're now I bi-coastal. Have, I have been sprinkling across the, the from sea, to, whatever this the nation. From yes. sea to shining sea. Yeah. 
me to those songs that used to bring us together. They don't make those anymore. Yo, my kids are not my learning any of those songs. Your land, this land right? is they don't make something these... from used... California. Right. Yeah, to the New York. Island. My kids, are, I mean, I don't even know if they know the Pledge of Allegiance. Remember, we had to do that right. every morning. You went to public school, right? I did. DOE. I'm a child of the DOE. Me too, DOE. Number yeah. two pencils, all of Wait, that. where did you go to school? Yo, you really want to know? Yeah. Okay, Brooklyn, stand up. PS255, all right? PS255, IS234. Yeah, South Brooklyn. Oh, what, everything, what? Bro everything Brooklyn? Everything Brooklyn. Wow, Rachel. To college. I feel like every time I do a, one of my podcasts with one of my really good friends, I still, I'm still i still learning about them I in love real this. time. And I love a good Q&A. Yeah. So feel free at any point of this Q&A where I'm supposed to be leading the Q to give me a Q oh, and not the Q&A. I always do that in everyone's podcast. I end up like asking them questions. I love that. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I, I always do that. I always do that. I never get asked questions. Like, yeah, seriously. Just, so you're Brooklyn through and through. Through and through, thick but and thin, Brooklyn. now. you in, like, the LES now or, like, Upper... Upper East Side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, look. Is that your level up? We were just talking about the level up in different <laughs> boroughs. Is that your level up from Brooklyn? Nah, son. I don't look at it that way because okay. I miss Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm there all the time. My parents are still there. Sheep's at bay. Uh -huh. And I do love going there. I'm like, oh, this is a nice escape from the craziness of the city. Now, don't get it twisted. I love me some NYC, Okay. NYC. Yeah, we're just doing show tunes today. Yeah, that I'm was like, from Annie. And yeah, damn. Well, I only have a limited references, so let's not get too crazy. I love references. Yeah. You are now a comedy reference. I yeah, just want to well, let you comedy, know that. Yeah, but I don't have, I need to get a little bit deeper in the musical theater. Like, I, I was in Little Shop of Horrors in high school. Amazing. Yeah, I was a dentist. Feed me, she yeah, I was a, the dentist. Um, you and the, the dentist. Yeah, and my audition piece was um, Roxy from Chicago. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. A role temporarily held by a Latina, Sofia Vegara. I actually yeah. saw her play Roxy in Chicago. Oh, and here's here's an anecdotal story. I love storytelling. No, yeah. So I was working for People in Espanol at the time. And so we were there seeing the show. And a younger Sofia Vergara was on stage talking about she may have to go back to L.A. because a pilot that she was in oh, just yeah. got bought. Modern Family. Yeah. I just dated myself. But, yeah. yes, she was so no, excited yeah. about Modern Family, which, like, made her career. Yeah. Like, she was a successful actress, and she it's then became the highest TV-paid Latina. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Does that like, make sense? You'd just you be like, I mean. oh, I'm going to go to L.A. for this small project, and then it becomes your entire Modern thing. Modern family. Yeah. Even though the people behind the camera were dragging me from moving to L.A., <clears throat> Um, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. Should we just segue into that first? Because there's a lot that I, I want. I have can't. a whole index card. Let's, and not a small one. This is like the yeah. big index card. Let's, full of talking points. Let's go where it, wherever it goes, Rachel. That's what the podcast is for. Let's talk about where you went. You went to L.A. I moved to Los Angeles in September. Okay, let's but, go ahead. I've been going back and forth this whole year. I've been going back and forth for a few years. But this year I went the most back and forth. And I went during that time we went together. To yeah. It was in February. For Dominican Independence Weekend. Yeah, we went over there to... A bunch of people are were doing things, and we just all, like, connected. That was, like, the most yeah. fun time of my life. It was fun. I mean, aside from having my kids and stuff, but, like... Yeah. Which we know that you love. I do love yeah. my children. Yeah. That was probably second, like... Everything else, you know, life events are great, but, like, the energy felt in L.A. over that weekend because so many New Yorkers were out there. And shout-out to all the, like, New Yorkers in L.A. also yes. that, like, represented for the live show. That was amazing. We need to do that again in February. Well, I'm going to—I live there now, so I'm going to be there. That's right. Yeah. When you moved—okay, when I got the news that you were moving to L.A., mm -hmm. I cried a little. Really? Why—guys, it's just a plane ride. Everyone's make. I feel like everyone's making it seem bigger than what it is. Okay, when your friend moves away yeah. to a different time zone, it's not easy. No, you're right. You're right. I love you. Yeah, I appreciate that, Rachel. Yeah, but like, I, I guess for me, like, I don't want to think like this is a process I'm going through in real time. So everyone keeps like, oh, like every time I'm like in LA, they're like, oh, when are you gonna be? Like, there's just so many questions, and I'm literally trying to figure it out as I go. So like everyone's You're doing like, a great job. Thank you. But everyone's like, you moved to LA. I'm like, I promise you, I have not changed. Like I came back, like, oh, look at you, superstar. I'm like, I literally I won't. Why you gotta say that to her? No, like what is that? I'll be around comics and they'll be like, oh, you the Los Angeles. I'm like, it's only been four weeks. Also, why don't you like any of my posts? I didn't know you were looking at my page oh, like that. Oh. Toma. Yeah, but it's mm. I'm just trying to like find 
I feel like I thought I found myself. I guess I'm just trying to find myself again. Does it ever stop, Rachel? I don't oh, know. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I have a few years on you, and I'm still, like, there's a new chapter unfolding of my life right now. There's always a new chapter. And I'm still yeah. trying to find myself. And you know what I've been doing a lot, Eloeleros and Glory and everyone else here? Redefining terms. Mm -hmm. Terms that I thought I had the definition for that I don't know if I should have locked in on that definition because that mm -hmm. term means something different now at this juncture, at this stage of my life. Love is being redefined. I'm redefining love too. What does that Sorry, mean? Sorry, I sound like a bitter person. No. I just think that, what you does know, that mean? where I am in my life, I'm like, again, we talked about rom, did we talk about the rom-com thing that was off camera? That's okay. You could bring it on camera. I am <laughs> such a, like, romantic, <laughs> like, I love love. I want to be with my soulmate. Too. But then um, you get older and you're like, oh, my God, all this stuff was kind of like a facade. Like, people are very flawed. Even the people you love, your best friends, yeah. your family, everyone's going to piss you off. Mm. And it's just kind of like love is not this, this like, thing, this, like, fairy tale. It's, and I, I feel bad because some people do get that. But it's just not that. And I, I guess I'm, like, redefining, like, what that looks like, what long-term companionship looks like yes. for me in the future. Or, like, love across the board. So I guess, like, sorry, we just got really, really rom-commy. It's okay. But yeah, I'm, like, I think it's cool for, like, right now, like, before the year, 2024 is around the corner. So, like, what I, what I like to do during the holiday season is plan what I want my life to look like next year. Mm. And I'm redefining, like, what success means, what love Good one. means. Yeah, like, all these things of, like, you think you want these things, but it's, like, is it what you want? Is it what you thought you wanted or, like, what you actually want? Okay, let's talk about success. Let's mm -hmm. get granular. Because yeah. you said something really interesting. Like, what is your definition of success, Glory? I feel like, well, I, I, we just did, me, Sasha, we just did Mori Sanyano United Palace. Bro. And I feel like that, for me, is is one of the most successful things I'll ever, sorry, I have like a little persistent cough. It's not COVID. It's, it's okay. I yeah. am certified okay. in CPR, if anything is needed, mouth to mouth. I or... appreciate that. Yeah. So I think success for me, like in my comedy career, that was successful for me. Okay. Like, Let's not glance or glaze or do anything that starts with GL over this because you were part of the New York Comedy Festival. Yes, I was. I was. This is incredible, you guys. Now, look. The majority of the acts in the New York mm -hmm. Comedy Festival annually, which shout out to the New York Comedy Festival, and it has to do with the ratio of Latinos in comedy. Latinos are not the most, like, it's not a, there's not a big number of Latinos, A, E, I, X, Y, Z, in the, nor in the New York Comedy Festival. So that's a huge accolade. I just want to give yeah, you some I flowers. Yeah, I like, maybe a few, sh very, very limited amount of shows. And I, this has been yeah. historically... I was in the New York Comedy Festival back in 17, and then we did it, you know, for Room 28 and, you know, for the podcast with Mr. Yeah. up and uh, D was a part yeah. of that as well. It was so crazy. But, like, I love that they're showing us love, but we're just not in abundance in the festival, right? So I just want to give you a lot of flowers. This, thank you. Flowers taken. Here's the bouquets. But um, there's also not a lot of um, Latino comics in the comedy scene. Like, mm. I really am maybe one of very limited Latinas in comedy in New York City. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm really proud of the work that I've been able to do, but there are not a lot of stand-up Latinas in the scene. Like, it's maybe, like, like I, I don't want to say, like, prominent, because, you know, people come in and out, but, like, when people are always booking shows, like, it's really hard to think of Latina women to book sometimes. Oof. Yeah. So, like, it's just a problem across the in the industry and the the scene in general, but I did go to the Latina Comedy Festival in October in Chicago. Yeah, and it was yeah. a first, it was one of, I think the second annual festival, but it was the first time where I was like where I realized that I actually don't have a lot of opportunities in the comedy scene as a Latina woman. Like this was mm -hmm. the first time I was like, oh, like this is a Latina community. I've never actually been. I'm just so in the weeds of it and like just creating co like broader communities and doing a bunch of stuff that. I didn't realize that I never actually did like an all Latina show. Wow! And until that point, I was like, "Oh wow, this feels very different and very safe." That sounds yeah. magical. It was really nice. It was nice to be there. It was nice to be one of the headliners. It was nice to represent New York and be like, "This is what New York has to offer." Yeah. And we're like, "Don't play with us." It was me and Shadi and um, shout out to Shadi Diaz. Yeah, Shadi Diaz. We're pretty love much, me some Shadi Diaz, boy. Yeah, like it's not like I said, it's not a lot of us um, that are out there in the scene. So back to your definition of success. At this stage of the game, could you encapsulate what that sounds like? 
or what's going to be your definition of success for 2024? Well, I just also, like, I feel like I'm somebody that's always working towards something. And I, I've been having conversations with myself about, okay, girl, like, at what point do you, because sometimes when you're living your dream, you don't realize it and you're like, it's not enough. I'm like, at what point do you say, hey, like, I'm cool with what I have. And if anything else happens after, that's cool, too. And I think that's Bonus. For, yeah, like, for me, like, what we did at uh, United Palace was the epitome of what success could be like for me. It's like, yes. I'm a Dominican girl from the Heights, from Uptown, and I never saw someone like me in the comedy scene. That's why I got into stand-up comedy. Well, mostly because I was like hitting a wall in life. I'm like, I'm gonna lose my mind, I need an outlet. So I was like, you know what, let me just try this thing. And I was like, when I was in the scene and coming into it, I was like, I didn't see representation. So I'm like, what we did was create a new path for anybody that wants to try stand-up. So I'm already a success. Like, I'm already, I, I did something. Like, I mean something to this community, to this world. So anything that happens after is great, but, like, it's also a weird time to, like, be mega successful because everything gets you canceled and you have to represent so many things for people. I'm like, I don't want that extra pressure on me. So I think success for me next year is balance. I, first of all, congratulations on the United Thank Palace. You. I really tried everything I could to go, but babysitting. It's okay, Rachel. You've been at mad shows. It's also I do be cool. at yeah. shows. I'll be outside. I'll be in the audience too. And I don't yeah. announce myself or anything. I just show up and it's yeah. like I'm here. You You've been at I mean? mad shows. It's shows that I've needed you at. Like I've had to do so many bringers in my career and I'm like, who can I call these six people so I could perform with tonight for five minutes? Like you're good. You don't owe us anything. Thank you for saying that because yeah. I really love going to shows. Yeah. Like, I don't really get out much, but when I do go out, my leisurely activities are going to see my friends perform. I know it's going to be a good time, yeah, and we it checks so many boxes. Yeah. I, we have to represent for each other. You know, let's just plug the messages. There's going to be a bunch of PSAs, especially to oh, the comedians fine, yeah. out there, okay? Yeah. We need to go to each other's shows. But the comedians, we do be going. Like, stand-up, I feel like I've never been to a show where my friends didn't show up. Like, yeah, everyone shows up. I do feel like I think that maybe audience members and people from the community need to go to more shows. Okay. But it's also an issue of, like, they don't know the shows are going on. So, like, that was also a big part of Mauricio Nando, doing the right advertising, the right marketing, so that Dominican, it's not a, just a Dominican show, but, like, so the people from the community knows that this is going on. Right. I think a lot of the time art is just reserved for people that have a certain privilege or knowledge. Like we're in the game, so we we know to support these things. But like, I wanted like the theas to come out and like the cousins and like the men that are uptown in their mom's apartments, no shade, to come watch the show. <sighs> you heard that? Sorry. Um, no, I understand that too. But I yeah. feel as a creative community. We need to continue or further the reposting, the sharing, the hey, check out my homegirl. Like, this has to be real cyclical in order for us to, like, win as Latinos. Yeah, and I think that was, like, the best part of what we did with Marisa Nando. Like, it was a group project, and everybody in the group project showed up. And I'm not a person that loves teamwork because there's a lot of egos sometimes involved in teamwork, and I'm, I'm very, like... You know, when it comes to the culture, it can, get, it can get really hard to create something that's really genuine sometimes without people, like, getting, you know, like, I need to be the leader of this, whatever. But, like, Johanna from Pop Sugar, she showed up. She wrote the article. Yes. Um, Led from Uptown Collective. Shout out to Led Black. He connected us to the venue. Me and Sasha worked tirelessly to make sure we got the right comics. The comics showed up. The staff showed up. The community showed up. And it was, like, this is what happens when everybody's on the same page. Like, it's not even, it's just a beginning for, like, this. Sorry, I'm getting, like, chills talking about it because it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. But, like, it's just a beginning of where this is going to go. And it's, it, it feels really special to to have everybody, like, even these comics that are super established, like Ida Rodriguez and Ialada, to say, hey, like, I'm going to pop through and support this thing. Like, every, like when I say everybody showed up, it was, it was a perfect event. We really want Ida on the show. So let, let's get her on here. We really want you, Ida. We love yeah. you. We love your book. And every view that you share, it's it's amazing when you get to, like, hear her messaging. Because yeah. she resonates. Like, she'll pick a topic and talk about it on her Instagram page. I can't page. you haven't gotten her on the show yet. So I slid in her DM, yeah. you know. But maybe we can talk outside of this recording. Because I'd love to have her in this seat as well. Yeah, she has her book that she's promoting. Yeah. Legitimate Kid. I think she's on tour with it right now. And, you know, when you go to L.A. in March, 
maybe we could get her on there, you know. That would but be yeah, great. she's she's been amazing. She's been super. It's always nice when like the like the OG comedians. I would say like she's like an OG. Yeah, she's been doing. Um, it. like people that you look up to when they say, "Hey, like I'm gonna help you out with this," you know, like. She's like she's always shouting on Maurice Onyanda or her show. So it's like, oh my God, like you think this is important? So it just feels good to have that respect. You know, Gina Brijon was also in the building. Shout out to Gina Brijon, yeah, who's like, gonna be a guest at our live show at Brooklyn College on December 5th. I'm yeah. so excited to have her back on the show. So I think that's like it's really hard sometimes like to get support, but like I haven't had that issue when it comes to Maurice Onyanda. Like everybody, I haven't had an issue of like people not supporting. Like everybody Amazing. has been part of it. So it's like so, you know, we're going to continue doing that um, and just keep giving back to the community, which is why I'm like a, I'm a servant of the community. Yeah. Like, even with my art, like, I'm just a servant of people. So, everyone's like, oh, why are, why are things happening for Gloria? Like, why is she successful? It's like, I really care about people and, like, the messaging that I'm putting out there. That's why I'm, like, super cautious. Sometimes I do say stupid shit, but I'm trying to be more cautious about what I say because I really, like, my comedy is, it helped me heal myself, so I want to help other people, like, find some kind of healing in the comedy that's beautiful and your mother be coming yeah. to your show oh yeah she be at every show yeah How? my mom is like a local celebrity <laughs> like people be like oh i'm with gloria's mom i'm like what like yeah your mother's no joke your family actually rolls deep to your shows they do yeah they're fully supportive so okay you left corporate mm -hmm. you had a corporate gig before all this started i did talk about that transition how did did your family accept that shift my family knows that i just do whatever i want <laughs> and part of it is like they don't like that like my dad he's a taurus he's very much like follow the my parents are both earth signs so they are not rule breakers okay. they're like follow the rules stick to the rules don't do anything outside of it like we don't have time for that. So, like, my dad is like, why are you always quitting your jobs? And my mom is like, she just, my mom is way more, she's always been supportive of all, well, I'm a Gemini, so I've had, like, 20 career changes. So she's always been like, as long as you're happy, do whatever you want, which I think is really important in a parent to instill in their kids, you as a great mother. It's like, Thank you, you. people should have the opportunity to explore what they want to do before they settle down into, I guess, a long-term career. But I was in corporate. I was making six figures. I talk about this all the time, how, like, you know, my, like, right now what I'm exploring in my comedy is a, is my family's story. So, like, my grandma came here with nothing. From DR. From Dominican Republic. She came here with nothing. My mom came here shortly, like, a few years after. She didn't speak English. She worked at Burger King, but she somehow found it, found, like, a way to learn the language and get a master's. Uh -huh. so, like Right? So, like, these women are not playing, so I feel like an obligation to make sure that what my grandmother wanted the six, like I guess we're talking about success, what my grandmother wanted accomplished, I'm doing that. So like it's like they may not understand what I'm doing, but I think now it's starting to come together, right? So like something like a United Palace is like, okay, this is a big theater, everyone's celebrating them. I don't know what they're talking about because my grandparents come to my show, but they they speak English, but they're like they're not gonna understand like the metaphors or the misdirects, whatever. Um, but they, for them, that's like okay, my grand my granddaughter's doing something, but. I had tarima, mi nieta, mírala. Right. I remember you were at that show. You've been at so many like important parts of my career. You were at that. It was your show. It was the it was the autism awareness show where my oh. grandparents came. Oh yeah. And then they stood up at the end of the show. I don't know why. They were like, "This is my granddaughter," and everybody was like, "All right, sit down." It was so cute. <laughs> yeah. I love. And you just touched on something that I think we both do. We both do comedy for the community. Mm -hmm. It's very important for me yeah. to uplift the community wherever possible. We've worked with several nonprofits. Glory yeah. was also in a commercial uh, for Somos, was, which was is a medical nonprofit. And my son was in that commercial. She played his oh, mom. Yeah, was his mom. <laughs> Girl, we worked so much together. Yes, we have. Yeah, And, and you yes, we will continue to. And then I was going to say, we were talking about my corporate career. You were actually part of, I remember, so... Again, I'm a Gemini. I love this. So I love I, reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, I talk okay. in like zigzag. I love reminiscing some, so much. Continue. Yeah, as some people in the back and the cast and crew can see. But um, I was working at this advertising agency. So before I was a comic, I was in the trajectory to become like a marketing exec, right? Yes. Which you were in that. I think you worked in that role in the yes, past. Yes, yes. And I used to always wonder like, why am I in this job? Like, I hate, <laughs> like, I hate these people. But I learned so much <laughs> about marketing yeah. that has helped me become a great successful independent artist oh preach yeah preach 
this is something that also unfolded and became ever present to me later on in life. Mm -hmm. I was in the same position. Showing up to the office, I was an associate director of promotions for a big brand, and I would work countless hours, do a lot of traveling. Right. And I'm like, okay, I didn't like hate the people I worked with, but like I didn't feel fulfilled. Yeah, the culture. You know? I had issues with culture. The culture. Yeah. Oh, the the politics of corporate America yeah. and the maneuvering and the strikes against us as Latinas, as females. You know, in a space I was that was also dominated by men. You know, like in yeah. comedy. It's really, there's a, a knack, there's like a strategy behind maneuvering the space and wanting the promotion. Yeah. Getting that next promotion. And that was the thing for me. I could never get promoted. And I didn't, I didn't understand why. Um, the so, wage gap. I mean, yeah. there's so many things that we have against us on that, like you said, trajectory. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. And then I think that's why I had to leave my last job. It was just like, I just couldn't fit in. Like, I was only good for like a certain role. And so like, they didn't want me... I don't know. Part of it, I always look back. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I'm not going to lie. I do have an attitude problem sometimes. But that's like a me rebellion against the system. Like, I don't do well with authority. So that's something that I'm working on in my own personal journey. But a lot of the times, women, women of color in these offices have so many microaggressions that are, like, done to them that it's just a gaslighting experience. So I was like, I had this ally at the job. I, I keep talking about him. I said I wasn't going to talk about him no more. But um, I might Let it out. Yeah, like at my last job before, um, my, I had two jobs before I became a comic, but I had an ally at the job, and I thought he was my friend. Like, I was like, oh my God, like we're both, um, uh, what's the word when you're mistreated? I, we're both like mistreated in the workplace, whatever. Mm. So I would open up to him about like Mercury retrograde and all my crystal shit, you know, like whatever, astrology. And he would open up too. He's like, oh, I always pull up a tarot card before I do our one on one. So I like, oh, I thought it was like a culture, like that we were like, oh, we were cool. So I remember during that time, I started becoming really, I became the president of this ERG group, the Adelante group. Employee resource group? Yeah. And um, I started, I got really passionate about that because like, oh my God, I can create events that can bring people together. Yes. That's where I learned the skill set of how to produce a comedy show at that, doing that like volunteer stuff. So I was really passionate about it because during my day job, I was just working on like um, end of life lung cancer accounts. So I was like, this is really sad. This other thing helps me to get my mind off of it and I'm having a good time. Balance. That's when I um I remember that event was really important. It's like I need to get Juan Bago here. I need to get Rachel Aloca here. We had Joanna Hausman as one of the speakers. I I don't know if you remember that event. Yes, the, I do. The, it was at uh BuzzFeed BuzzFeed offices. That yep. was that was that Cat Lazo. Yeah and I I had already gotten fired at the time. Oh. But I was like I'm gonna still do this event because I put this shit together. You're not about to like Benefit off of it was my a great show. event, girl. I know, girl. I it was it, amazing. I put it together. Yo, I I mean that was early on in our friendship. Yeah, it was. I think that's when we first started. Like, we I had already been around you. I remember my mom. Like, there was like an event with Lin Manuel that I was at. And I was like, you gotta meet him. I was like, I don't know who that man is. And then years later, he came out with Hamilton. I was like, oh, I wish I would have said hi to him. <laughs> oh, was it the event at the Green Space, the hundredth episode of Latinos Out Loud? I don't know. I just know that I I just used to be around because like you know the network and the Latino entertainment network in New York is kind of really small. So like I used to be a volunteer for the New York Latino Film Festival, and I yeah. think I knew you from there. Oh yeah. I might have interviewed you, but that that event, that BuzzFeed event, was really important because is where I learned the skill set of how to put an event together. It was yes. the first time doing that but my boss at the time like he just didn't like that I was like having some type of leadership at the mm. company so sounds like a hater yeah so like he um he wrote an email with like the SVP and the VP saying that like I had an attitude problem mm. and that I was too passionate about Adelante then I can't mention Mercury retrograde at work anymore and I'm like okay so we have one we're like super intimate in our one-on-ones like I thought we had a friendship, and you went behind my back to throw me under the bus to like tell HR that I was talking about Mercury retrograde when you're talking about tarot cards. So like I told him to suck my dick like oh in real time, mm -hmm. and then I got fired from my job for cursing him out. Wow. Okay. And so that's kind of like what started my comedy career because I was like, okay, I, I I'm a very introspective person. I was making six figures. I was like, oh my god, I fucked up. Like this is the dream to make six figures and have a job. But then you realize later the economy gets fucked up and you're like, actually, I don't even know what the dream is anymore. But I do want to say I agree with you in that all of that was a lot of skill preparation 
and everything yeah plays into what we both do today mm -hmm. i put together electronic press kits blindfolded yeah you know and now to to really market our brands we need all these tools that i think comics creatives normally outsource and pay people yeah. to do we have the skill set to do it i do it in my eyes closed i'm like you need a what boom boom like i put Word. everything together like i'm just i guess people don't understand that like how are you getting it done it's like my mind has been already formally trained in a different career. So it's like in the back of my mind. I don't. I'm also appreciative as a marketer or a former marketer and like getting like to understand the top DMAs, you know, across the country, getting to know those markets. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll agree in that, like when you bring your comedy to those markets, it's a different cultural experience. 100%. Like right. I just, I just did Buffalo a few months, a few weeks ago. And, and my comedy was fine, but it, I had to learn, like, I had to learn a different demographic. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, outside of, we were talking about it off camera, like, outside of New York, in New York, we understand, like, the nuances of culture and race and ethnicity, but when you leave the city, it's very, like, it's not like that. No. So, I was like, okay, where does my comedy fit? Like, I, I didn't even go into my Dominican jokes. I'm like, I only got five minutes. Like... I don't there's, have time to, like, yeah, explain this to you in, in five minutes. There's also, like, you know, the demographics part of it, and then there's the psychographics part of it, where, like, you know, people in these other markets also, like, they're affected by the lack of public transportation, for example. Like, right, so a market little... like New York is different than, like, Miami. Like, we have buses and trains that'll take you to anywhere in the city within, like, 15 to 30 minutes. Miami's different. L.A. is different, right? Yeah, so I have to change all... Like, not all, all of my nuances. jokes, but I have to... Like my joke about being from, um, I say I'm from Dyke. What did I? I forgot the joke already. But I used to say I'm from the Dominican Republic, the last stop on the A train. I've heard you. Which say that. was it was really funny in New York, but nobody knows what that is. <laughs> and yeah, they're like, ain't nobody know the last stop is Dyke right. on the A train. But it's now, like, it like takes Tuscaloosa, you, right? You know? They're like, they don't know that. <laughs> but yeah, like the job set me up. Like that was like years ago. I don't know what year we were in. That was like in 2012 that I left that job. 2018. No, I left that job in 2017 or something like that. Wow. So it's been a long time. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah, it's been like half a decade. Well, watching you evolve is beautiful. Thank you. Everybody keeps saying that. I'm like, oh my God. I, I also don't want anyone to like, I'm, at the end of the day, like I'm just a regular person from the Heights. And I know that sounds crazy, but I don't want anyone to like project things onto me or like, I'm still the same person I was. Whatever. In, you know what? Let them, Glory. Let them if talk, no. say. Well, you know who you are. I know who you are. The yeah. real ones know who you are. Yeah, but it's just like I'm still, like, part of the community. I'm not going to, like, let Hollywood, like, become one of those people that, like, I'm not no shade to J-Lo, but I'm not going to, like, completely ignore the people that are part of my community that help me right. to. Like, my job is, what I'm working on now is trying to decide how do I become, like, even before I left the house today, I'm like, I want to do like maybe what Tyler Perry did more for Uptown New York, where it's like, you know, it's really like you're going to always face these battles of microaggressions no matter where you go. And I'm like, maybe I just got to create my own shit. And like, maybe I'm a, it's going to take 10 times more work, but I'm, I'm just tired of fighting with people. Like, I really am. And I'm tired of having to fight for my place in productions or in the world. And it's like, if you need to, if your racism makes you feel better or if the way that you mistreat people or if you really don't feel like you have a story in Caribbean Latinos, that's fine. I'm going to find a way to create that anyways because these stories that you keep putting out are old. Nobody wants, like, they're still important, but, like, they're just the same template. Like, people want originality. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am right now. Like, I'm like, all right, how much balls do I have to actually be a Tyler Perry or an Oprah or... You know, somebody that creates their own production studio, which Jennifer Lopez has her own production. That's why she's yeah. that that um successful, because she's like, I'm going to just make my own movies. Like, I'm going to be part of, she has New York Weekend Production, I think it's called. Yeah. So that's I think that's where I'm at right now. Where it's like, I really am tired of fighting people, Rachel. Like, I really am. I I'm going to play the game, but a bitch is tired. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a I'm very much like suck my dick type of person. Like, the way that I told my boss, I will tell that to anybody. And people are not cool with that kind of spirit. Like, I think there's a time and a place to, like, you know, play by the rules and do that stuff. But when you're actually being mistreated at work or, like, in, in different places, like, I just don't have time for that. Anymore. I need to say that more often. Yeah. Suck my dick. Well, don't get fired, Rachel. I got fired. And I think that's why I Suck have, Suck my like, dick. A, yeah. <laughs> how does it sound? It doesn't sound right. I don't say this a lot. So can you teach me how to say well, it? Well, well, it's a New York, like it's a New York. Like, Suck yo, my could, dick. Yeah, like that. Like that. Yeah, that's. Suck my dick. Yeah, that's how I said it to my boss. <laughs> I was like, yo, you're, 
I was like, y'all can suck my dick. Y'all got well, two weeks to replace. You know, you got to do the whole, like, um, thing, the whole suck X my thing. Dick. And then I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to practice. I just lost my six-figure job. But I think that's why I have a different type of, like, when I got into comedy, I have a different type of fearlessness because I already lost the things that I was most afraid of losing, which was, like, this dream of, like, right. getting six figures. And the like, security. Yeah. The 401K. And then you realize none of that shit is secure. Word. None of it is secure. So Suck my dick. <laughs> let's not name that episode. Okay, sorry. I'm just, like, now I want to practice because it still doesn't sound right in my head. It sounds well, too nice. Well, let someone get you get really upset. It'll come out naturally. Going to live events is very, like... Like, we were talking earlier, like, I don't really have the opportunity. When I was young, I didn't have the opportunity to go to movies or to go to live events. If I went to a live event, it was such an important cultural moment. And my mom is a teacher. She's like, you got to watch this. So, like, I remember going to see In the Heights live and maybe one other play, but I can't remember it. And then one of the, when I started, like, you know, being a, a young adult, a young professional, I remember going to Room 28. You guys had this huge show, Aww. Amuseo de Barrio. That's right. That was, like, 2017. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember being there, and I was like, wow, I think it's, this is when I was like, you know, like, before you can do something, you don't think it's possible. So I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, they got the entire community to come out. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're in it, you just kind of like, oh, this is another, this is yeah. a show. We got to do it. Like, everyone's getting on my nerves. I know what it's like to get produced events. <laughs> I get it. But I remember that being one of the first shows, and I talked about it at the United Palace of, like, Hey, like, just because you see somebody else doing it does not mean that you don't have permission to do it as well. Like, you're seeing people do this. So I remember you guys, when you live and you get to express yourself, it gives other people permission to do that as well. So I remember giving you, I gave you guys a shout-out, and I always will give you a shout-out, Rachel, because you did that show, and then you produced Hilarious. So I remember July 7th or 15th. It was July 15th because all of my important comedy days end on the 15th. July 15th wow. of 2018. Yeah, math math nerd over here um you put on hilarious i think it might have been the first one yeah and you were like oh i want you to open up my show and i remember like being like very i was like girl i'm not about to ruin your production <laughs> your work your no. heart i can't open your show and you're like no you're gonna you threw me in there i did and that was one of my first i had done like a few little shows here i remember like going to mics and making them like a big production and now i'm like i can't believe i did that but that was one of my first real comedy shows and if it wasn't for that show i don't like, I'm, I'm sure I would have gotten up anyways, but, like, you gave me the confidence to be like, oh, no, you're a comic now. Go. And I remember, like, I was so shy. Like, I remember, like, performing. I hated my jeans. Oh, my God. I had this. You looked so good up there. Stop. At the Triad Theater. Oh, my God. Off Broadway. Well, it was Soho Playhouse. Soho Playhouse. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Also, an iconic theater yeah. in New York. I think the first off-Broadway theater in New York. Yeah. So I was, In New York City. I was, you had me up there performing, and I was or like. Or was that the Cherry Lane Theater? One of those theaters. It's live events. I'm misquoting the quotes. Really, it's okay. It's really important to have people go to these live events, especially now. Like, everyone's on the internet. Like, it, it was just a moment. So I'm just, you know, you gave me flowers. I'm giving you flowers back. That is so special, Glory. Yeah. I'll never forget that show. I'll never forget what, you know, pushing mm -hmm. you gave to me. Because it's also cyclical, you know, I put out the energy that I want in return and all of us together up there, we really made history. Yeah. And you've had so many amazing people. You had Z-Way on one of your shows. Yes. D-Nasty. Yeah. I met D-Nasty because I got to work with her on your show. So, I mean, there's just so many life-changing things that you've been a part of. I think all of us have been a part of each other. And I think that's what that's why a community is so important because when you have the right community, we're not all going to be like... Part of the game is like some people are up, some people are, when you say up and down, it's like relative. Like we just give to each other. Like, hey, like yeah. here's your turn. Pass the baton. Pass, pass the, baton. the baton. But I don't want to work with people that don't pass the baton. Like I like. That's to, what I meant earlier. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I was referring to. Mm -hmm. It's really important, no matter what the size of your baton is, you could still pass it. There's yeah. still room on there for others to do that fun like fist on fist thing on yeah. the baton. Like, but everyone uses a baton for different reasons. Like, you know, maybe I go on and create a production company and you go on and you keep doing the live shows, you know, or whatever we have to do. And then we all give each other opportunities. We can still like, cross-pollinate. Yeah, that's what that is. So I'm like, I like, that's why I like to be around people like that. I and, love what you're mm -hmm. doing. Everything that we've been a part of together has added to yeah. the fabric of, like, what I am trying to create with yeah. this comedy thing. Mm -hmm. And we're all working, like... 
we've all carved out our niches yeah. and together this this quilt is beautiful like yeah i think we're doing a great job it's an amazing comforter it keeps you warm in these cold right. fall and winter and days and every time i come back home i know i'm in la but when i come back home i feel like i'm coming back to like community or like very intentional like curated fun people that i'm around okay you're also around a lot of fun people at ngl me too i am i love their family Ben De Jesus has also been a big champion of mine. Like Shout I remember out to Ben. When I first started, I remember he's like, you're a star. You're a star. And I, there have been times, you know, everybody in their own. I'm an independent artist. So, like, all the money I make well, at that time was coming from comedy. So, I was just like, there were times when I was, like, super broke. And I'm still sending out my newsletters. And Ben would reply back, like, yo, like, you're going you're gonna to make it. Like, this is really inspiring. And, like, people like that that just keep championing you. Yeah. Even, like when you haven't made it, because this journey is hard. And and yeah. I be having moments, I'm like, okay, what time, where in this highway am I getting off at? Because <laughs> a bitch is, is traffic, I'm tired of driving, I didn't want a permit, but that's a great metaphor. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm gonna get off on this highway. But people are like, no, just stay on the highway, get to like wherever. Yeah. And he's one of those people that definitely has kept me going. Just by his motive, he's such a great motivational person. He sure is, and brilliant mm -hmm. in his craft. Yeah. Great director. He, he sees the vision. Yeah. So um, I've been working with NGL Me Too. I have a podcast with them. So I'm, I'm on one of the podcasts called Girl, Let Me Tell You. There's two podcasts. There's three Gs and Girl, Let Me Tell You. Yes. And it's been really nice because Girl, Let Me Tell You helps me to explore my relationship with my Latinidad. Like, I don't normally, I know we're on Latinos Out Loud, but like, I don't normally just do a lot of Latino-oriented projects because I feel like a lot of the times they exclude Caribbean women. Mm. And like, they also want like a certain type of, like, I feel like we have to show up as Latinos a certain type of way in the media. And, like, I'm a comic, so, like, I really am showing up, like, myself. Like, if this is the mood that I have today, that's the mood that y'all gonna get. Mm -hmm. And that could be kind of hard when they want, like, a more maybe polished... Like, just in general, like, in the in the entertainment industry, they want a certain type of Latina. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. there's a, no shade to Sofia Regatta. She's doing her thing, but, like, they want the Sofia Regattas. Like... Money, right? That's my Sofia Vergara impression yeah. from Modern Family. And and even if like I know that J Lo, I have a love hate relationship with her, but like something I admire about her is that as a Caribbean Latina, like she really carved her own path. Cause it's really hard to be a Latina in this industry and like be yourself. Cause you, I feel like you always have to fit into somebody else's. Right. I guess we're programmed to conform. Yeah. To the mold that's been created for Latinas yeah. in show business. But I, what I like about the show is that they let me be myself. They're like, this is a. I'm like the the maybe not the first, but like one of many of. I'm a chill. I'm a chill girl. Like I'm not. I am loud, but you know, I'm just. I'm just not like always like rah rah. Like I'm just. It's hard for me to be on like that, and I get that feedback all the time from like competitions or. Or, like, a lot of Latino events where it's like, oh, you just, you're missing something. I'm like, because, I don't know, like, it just, does that make sense, Rachel, what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel like I'm just not Latina enough. Like, I just, I feel like I'm just not. And maybe it's because I was born in New York. So, like, I have a little bit of more, like, I don't know. Like, it's not, like, I'm just not Latina enough. I will just say this. You being you is winning. That's what I said. I just want to be myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so many moody bitches out there and i'm representing for the moody bitches the gemini's the smart girls it's also really hard because sometimes in entertainment they want to reflect um certain experiences of certain lifestyles and i feel like as someone that went to college and came back to the hood sometimes that experience is kind of ostracized yeah. even though they tell us go to college and so like when you're when i'm speaking and i'm like dating these people and i'm like hey like using these regular words that are, to them are SAT words. They're like, oh, you're doing too much, or like, you're weird. So I just, as a Gemini, I just am constantly getting feedback about who you should be, who you're not, and I'm just tired. It is annoying. So like, I went on a rant, but this podcast had helped, the podcast I'm on helps me to really explore my relationship with Latinidad, explore okay. the relationship within like, you know, also privileges. Like these are two, I'm working with, my two co-hosts are super amazing, I love them. We grew up in different lifestyles. Like, they grew up with a lot of support from their family. My family is supportive, but we were still surviving. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of families in New York are like, we're still surviving. Like, they, you know, you know, they're a little bit more assimilated into the, I guess, American fabric, if that's even a thing, versus me with, like, I'm very much still a Dominican girl. Like, I am Dominican-American. So, like, it's just, it's just we're navigating a lot. And, like, a lot, and I talk about in the podcast, like, a lot of what's represented in Latinidad 
when we leave here, when we leave Queens today, it's always Mexican and maybe Colombian and maybe a few others, but like the Southern American um, Latinos, the Caribbean Latinos, they don't get representation sometimes. Mm. But you, you know, obviously Latinos Out Loud is one of the outliers that does that, but. We really try to invite yeah. everybody to this party. I think what we've created here at LOL is universal across Latinidad. And I hear that when we go to the different markets. Absolutely. Because what we talk about here is relevant no matter where you're from, what you celebrate. Um, okay, I want to talk about Netflix. Oh, yeah, I did a thing with Netflix. I've been, um, photo so if you follow me online, I be lying a lot. But it's part of the comedy. <laughs> Tell them about, okay, wait, we yeah. got to talk about the whole Rihanna lies and everything. I like, mean, lying, it's not my fault. Like, my, <laughs> part of my craft is to help people get better, um, they need to be better at constructive media digesting. Oh, so you're critical, teaching a lesson. I'm teaching Americans a lesson on critical thinking. Mm. So I have made a, a post. I always do, like, my walk and talk post, you know, where I just walk. And, like, after the Super Bowl, I had put, like, just one text it was a regular video, but I put the text like Rihanna speaks out after the Super Bowl, and that shit got like five million views. <laughs> the point where I was recognized in an Uber in oh, LA, yeah, my gosh, I by love somebody that. else that went viral. I'm like, okay, this LA is just it feels like a funhouse mirror, but um, yeah, I did that, and then I pretended to be Rihanna coming out of the Triad Theater. I think at one of the Herlabia shows. That's so great that, that yeah. footage just coming out the Triad Theater when she was ducking yeah. the cameras, and they were like, "How did Rihanna?" <laughs> I get remember you making that video. Yeah, I was like, everyone pretend I'm Rihanna. They're like, Rihanna. <laughs> Another five, Yo. I was back to back five million. And, but I also don't want to be like a caricature of Rihanna and like that's just all that I'm known for because then people will start coming to the comedy shows for that. I was like, so I kind of like backed off of it. Um, but I am going to reach out to her team, see this kind of collaboration we could do. This is but, so great. Yeah, I did that. And then also I lie a lot on the internet. So that's Rihanna, one of the lies. The other ones, I, I've always been Photoshopping my Netflix specials since I started. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing that. But then when I went to L.A. in September, I got an email from Netflix. What? I did. Tell was, us more. I was like, somebody, and you never know who's watching you. That's what I'm saying. That's true. So I was like, yep. somebody has to be watching me real closely because I just got here like a week ago. I just, I just literally landed. Oh, this and I is get, juicy. Yeah, I just got an email like, oh, are you available September 12th to do Netflix is a joke radio? And I was like, absolutely, but what the fuck? <laughs> but I realized in April, I had, because I was going back and forth, in April I had done a show at the Hollywood Improv. It wasn't, you know, when I, I do a lot of shows, but not all of them are, like, super packed out. So this show, you know, only, like, maybe five or six people came to the show. And, you know, I was feeling down on my Shout out to those people. And my manager, my ex-boyfriend, <laughs> and um, my friend's two friends, and these two random people in the back. Amazing. Just two random people. Sounds like a nice house to me. It was fine, whatever, whatever. I do the joke, and I was like, you know, for me, as a comic, you didn't sell out the room. So, like, I failed. Oh, my God. So, I asked when I got to the, to the theater, I was like, how did you guys find me? Like, oh, we were at your show in April. Those other random two people. Wow. And I was like, what the, like, it's to me, like, you're over here beating yourself up because you didn't sell out a whole thing. But the people that were supposed to be there were there. So, I did. Right. I did a recording for Netflix is a Joke Radio. It's on Sirius XM. That's so, so great. So we're one step closer to the special, but I just want to let you know Photoshopping has worked. And, oh, my god! And it's so funny guys. because like these people work there. They see me Photoshopping April Fool's, like, just back to back. And they're, like, they're probably like, wow, this girl's a maniac, but we love it. It's so great. Yeah. It's, like, your thing. And people, you can get caught up in the lies. But, but then that's the fun of it. I'm a comedian. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's hard because I'm, like, what? What part of, like, why do you believe everything you see on the internet? Everybody's lying. So, like, part of my comedy is to be, like, obnoxious. Like, yeah. but to the point of, like, I'm showing online. It's like, I'm showing you, like, how ridiculous you are. But now it's weird because all the lies are becoming true. So, like, I, I just did Angela Yee's um, radio show Way Up. Yes, you were on mm -hmm. Power. Right, you were at the Power I was, Station. I didn't, know was, I didn't know it was on the radio. I thought it was just, like, I, I thought it was a so podcast. Cool. And she's like, no, we're on 44 national syndicated markets. I, so I learned about um, not cursing. Um, so that's something I'm working on for the radio. But she was so nice. Well, this episode with the suck my dick messaging, yeah, that's really that, not on, we're not that, on our way. Is right? that cursing? Um, dick, I think, is a curse. They have a, a. Unless you're addressing a man by the name of Dick. No, they have a, a button that they press. Okay. And I learned about the button. But. 
Yeah, like it's just been nice to see all of these things come to fruition. Or Dick Sporting Goods. If you're Dick's referring Sporting. to Dick Sporting yeah. Goods, I think it's allowed. Well, hopefully they sponsor. I need hey. to I need to have a sponsorship with them. I use the word, yeah. But yeah, I would love to be sponsored by Dicks. Right? It's just been nice to see um all of these things come to fruition, but it doesn't change like it doesn't I don't want to be like it doesn't change. It really doesn't change me because I'm like I still have to make sure my craft is good so that when people come to my show and when I do create a special, hopefully in the next like year or two, you know, I'm I'm I want the special to really mean something. I don't want it to just be like a recorded comedy set. I want it to be like a cultural moment. Like this like I remember when I when comedy before, like before I was in comedy, I remember like when Kevin Hart would drop a special or like Dave Chappelle was like, this is a culture. It was such a cultural moment that Movements. it was bootlegged. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of like I don't think people are bootlegging anymore like that, but like I need it to be like that. Like it's like, yo, like, did you watch this special? So I'm figuring it out. I'm I'm still I still have work to do. This is just things that help me. Whenever I get a new credit, it just helps me move a little bit more freer in the industry and open up opportunities versus like me getting in my head like, oh, I'm on Netflix now, which I'm sure people would have, like, it's it's an opportunity I'm grateful for, but, like, I still have work to do. You, I want to shout out to your communications with the universe, because you also put out in the universe that you wanted to do a show at the United Palace. I did. And that happened. I, I don't play with that. I, I don't play with the things that I want to do. I'm so serious. I'm doing a, a special. The United Palace thing happened. You're going on tour. I will tour. be selling out Madison Square Garden one day. Like, I'm not playing. Okay, well, you're going on tour in 2024. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that before we get to this quick oh, game of Oh, I thought you said loud. before we get to my boots. Sorry. because you- The boots? <laughs> yeah. I mean, are they on camera, Kaba? The boots are on camera? They needed okay. their own moment. Um, these are. Wait, can I explain why I bought these boots? Go ahead. These are my Hollywood boots. This is the show I did. I did my Netflix um, thing recording with um, these boots on. They're powerful. And they were like, you were funny, and those boots. Like, it was like, pow, pow. But um, I bought these boots because I was like, okay, if I'm going to go to this new um, state, I need to embrace their culture. They wear a lot of cowboy boots. Oh. So I was like, let me do the cowboy boots, but let me play an homage to New York and make sure they're black. Love it. With that bold attitude. And then this is like the inside. Like when you get to know me, it's glitter. It is all glitter. Yeah. People uh, think I'm a bitch, but I'm not. You're so not. I'm not. I just have, I do have walls. <laughs> let of, them think what they want. Yeah, I know. But then it's hard. Like when people don't like you, you don't get jobs. And you're like, damn, you missed out. Well, you don't want to be around those people anyway. You're right. That's that advice. Consider that to be a filter. I like that. You're you right. have a gift. You're right. We don't need to. Yeah, we don't need weed to out those people that you don't need by just being you. And if they think you a bitch, you're not meant to be around them. I appreciate that. Okay? And I'm not. I'm not a bitch. If you if you get my bitchy side, it's because you deserved it. Sorry. All right. Sorry. No, that's okay. Make this sure is you cut great. that. <laughs> this is all good. Yeah. I would love to play a game with Let's you now. Okay, guys. You know I love to play games. <laughs> not like, you know, Serrani, you know, like playing games. Not like that. Let's go. Yeah. But this is a game called Get Loud, brought to you by Tragos. You know Tragos, the I love game. them. I'm a fan. I follow the founder on Instagram. Okay, shout out to Caro and Aralis. And so we have not seen these cards before. So there's a timer, which we'll whip out here. I love that. Oh, so up oh, there goes the timer. But time is not on my side, as usual. Um, here we go, timer. So we have to get each other to guess these words. Okay. It's kind of like Latino taboo. So there's two sides. I hope we're good at this, Rachel. Well, I don't know if we're going to be good. We'll see. There's two sides. So I'm going to give you this side. So maybe three or four words. Take a whole handful because okay. we might have to pass on a few. Okay. I am not looking. I am not looking. Yo, some of these words, I don't even know them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so let's put some time on the clock. Okay, so how do I win? They will get a clock. Oh, you're going to guess the word that I'm describing. So who wants to go first? You want, you want me to guess first? Yeah, I'll guess first. Guess, guess, yeah. Okay, so we'll put 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. And you can't say the words that are listed beneath the word. Oh, you, but you, yeah, it's not easy. It's not okay. easy peasy. So you have to like say words or like do things okay. to get me to guess the word. Okay, okay. Okay, here we go. On your mark, get set, dale. This is a must order for the table when you sit down. Um, wine. No, it's like a thing that we all share. Uh, appetizer. Yeah, but what kind of, what is the name of that? Calamari. No, uh, the second best appetizer. Mozzarella sticks. The third one? Potato skins. Come on, girl. The blooming onion. Okay, no, it's it's <laughs> a thing that we all, we all have to share. Um, with, with tortillas sometimes? Nachos. No, girl, we are losing. Guacamole. Yes. Okay, okay. Woo! Okay, keep it going. Okay, okay. So this girl, some, some people call Cardi B this from the Bronx. The Bronx. Bronx. She lost a shoe. 
J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. No, I don't know. She lost a shoe in that movie. No, got stuck in, in the grate in the and the Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that one too, but um, The Midnight, at midnight, she turned back into her regular life. Oh, um, what's her name? Cinderella. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is someone you call all the time with tea, like the first person you call when you get good news. You. Well, or bad news. Oh, Mom Dukes. But what's like the bigger, broader name for her? Um, a parent? No, it's, it's like a boyfriend, but she's a... My homegirl. But another word a for... A girlfriend. Another word for that. My best friend. Yes. Oh, my God. We are, how much... I don't think we have any more time left. It's okay. Don't pay attention to Oh, this to the is clock. for the kids. Every time you get really, really stressed out on the... When they go to this place, but it's the like... playground. The, no, no. It's like the... After the summer's over, it's the... Summer camp? Wait, school. Back yeah, to school. But what, what day in the school thing? Um, I guess just out around a lot of days in September. No, um, but it's like literally like the, it starts with the F. Finals? No, but the, <laughs> but the beginning. The beginning, Rachel, the beginning. The beginning of school? Yeah, the, I'm going to tell you the answer. No, don't. I like okay. this. Torture. Okay, so after summer's over, you got to get kids ready for the fall. No, the first First day of school. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. Time's up. Okay. Time is up. How many did we get? <laughs> well, you got um one, two, three, four, four. Yeah. Getting very pensive people to you, play this game. Is, no, girl, you thought you said everything but the word. This is my thought process. Also, blooming onion. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Shout out to Outback Steakhouse. I've never had a blooming onion. It's so unhealthy. Don't they do it. They talk about it all yeah. the time. My triglycerides are through the roof right now, so I'm not going to be getting a blooming onion. I need onion. to go to, where is one? Where can I find an Outback Steakhouse? You know, they're disappearing, which makes me sad. I don't really see a lot of Outback Steakhouses. I'm a big fan. You know what I'm saying? Bring, bring the Aussie Outback trio. Back. Good day, mate. Okay. okay. Ready? Oh, it's my turn? Oh. It's, should we go green or, or orange? Orange seems like I'm in that, in that thing. Okay. Do I have to say them in Spanish or just English? Um, so you could say it in either, which is the fun of the game. Okay, okay. Right? Okay, okay this is really fun. Here we go. Oh, timer. And okay. here we go. Okay, this is not the Atlantic, but the... Pacific. There we go. Okay, so um, I just won the Bronze Signal Award, but I really wanted the... Lottery? You know, but Kev Kevin Hart took home the... Grammy? Okay, close. Starts the with a Emmy? G. Not the bronze, not the silver, but the... Gold. There we go. Okay. Oh, I just said that this is the first thing that you should put on the table when you go out to dinner. Everybody Mozzarella must order sticks, the before that calamari. a libation that I really oh, like. Wine, wine. There you go. Okay. Right. Um, this you see a lot of in L.A., but not New York. It's a type of um, greenery. Wait, Weed? you know. Wait, I knew you were gonna say that. Okay. Um, they're also in Miami and DR. Palm trees. There we go. Okay. This is also somebody you call with a T. Um, and everybody's Your got mom? Uh, her sister. Your aunt. Yes. Okay, the Bloomin' Onion. This is fantastic. Okay, um, you, we're doing really great here. We're in sync. Um, so you just talked about this a lot, like getting a lot of balls or... Bravado. In Spanish. Cojones. Yeah, another word. Um, you know... Bolas? Okay, so the chickens lay them also. Eggs? Yep, okay. Yeah, we got all of them. Oh, let's go. With some time left on the clock. That's Yo, fun. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing episode. Glory, please promote any projects you have going on, your handles, anything you want to share, your relationship status. I know you like to also share your Venmo. Oh, yeah. So my Venmo and Cash App are Legendary Comedian. My Instagram is just my name, Glorelis. Glorelis Mora, G-L-O-R. <laughs> A fun fact, I own LegendaryComedian.com. Amazing! <laughs> I bought That's it when I, I bought it my second day in comedy. I was like, this would be funny. Um, but yeah, on that website, it redirects to glorelis.com. That's so uh, great. That's our, that's our coding background. So my Instagram <laughs> is Glorelis Mora, G-L-O-R-E-L-Y-S-M-O-R-A. Everything I do, I just post it on there. Just click the link to come to one of my shows. That's so great. So, I am so happy that you made it here. Thank you for thank squeezing you, us in because you're going back. I'm I not going to call it home. I you go back squeeze to the you West in. Coast. The only thing is that I'm trying to do better about managing my schedule. So I'm like, after the 17th, I don't want to work. I'm, I need to sleep. Like, I've been traveling every week. Like, I haven't had, like, a base for, like, all year. Like, i just been back and forth like a little ping pong. Yeah, that's funny. You put on, so she puts a great post up on oh, Instagram every, about every, where to catch her and yeah. everything. And it literally says during those dates, do not so, contact yeah, me. Do not contact. I'm serious. Everyone loves those. They be like, yo, 
And some people take it personally. They be like, is this about me? I'm like, no, bitch, this is my calendar. Yes. Because I just have people like DMing me like during the holidays. Like it, it's people that we're friends with. Like, like, okay, you do my show. I'm like, it's Thanksgiving. Right. Like, just yeah. But I I will post everything on Instagram. This has been so much fun, you guys. I had a great time. Thank you, Gloria. I love you. And I you. learned a lot about myself. Great. Yeah, I love, yeah. That's that makes me feel everybody, so good. Everybody here taught me something today. That makes me feel great. Yeah. Um, the energy here is always going to be that. Yeah. We welcome the brilliance. Shout out to you, Glory. You Thank are you. a culture shifter. And yeah. so I'm really, it makes me very happy. It brings me a lot of joy to see you evolving, like I said earlier. Yeah. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I love you too, you. Rachel. Yo, thank you, Elueleros. I love y'all too. Thank you for your support. Follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Give us a call. No big whoop. 978 Latinos. That's the number. 978 Latinos. Uh, I do answer the phone when I can, and I'll check the messages as well. Um, you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. Okay, it's R A C H E L La Loca. And thank you again for your support. Thank you, Kaba. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you, John. Everybody in the building, Terracino. And to check out our episodes every Tuesday on YouTube and on all the platforms apple iheart spotify you know pocket cast my basement okay come check it out wherever you are love y'all on that note we out